And good evening, folks. Welcome back to a new episode of Straight Out of This Week. Um, I hate to start the podcast off on a bad note, but before we get started on this podcast, I'd like to have a moment of silence. Um, I hope everybody's okay with this. Um, before we get started with this podcast, for uh, Christina Grimmie, she was a singer and YouTuber. And uh, recently she was shot while uh, get going at, uh, giving an autograph signing after a concert she had on Friday night, last Friday night. And um, it's a really unfortunate incident. This coupled with uh, a couple of unfortunate incidents, uh, incidents that have happened recently, uh, the shooting in um, Orlando, Florida. And again, today we lost a two-year-old child in a, a horrific accident uh, with thing involving an alligator. So I'd just like to start this podcast off by giving, can we all just have a quick moment of silence for all the people that we've lost over the last couple of days? All right, thank you guys very much, and um, our hearts and prayers go out to each and one, every one of those families out there. It's a tough thing to go through. We all know this. <laughs> so, blessings, blessings be unto you. God bless you all. All right, moving on. <laughs> uh, so, this is going to be hard to transition, but this week is our E3 special. Uh, E3 started on Tuesday, which actually, I want to say it actually started on Monday because we had a bunch of press conferences. And if who, for those who don't know, the Electronic, um, <laughs> the Electronics Expo is like a video game. Uh, it, it's help me out here, guys. What what is E3? <laughs> well, E3 is essentially like the Electronics Entertainment Expo. There we and go. I, I don't know why. <laughs> all of the. That's what it is. Players in the uh, gaming industry come together to show, like, hey, these are the big things we have coming soon and what we're currently working on. It, it gets pretty hype every year. And it seems to be like for the past couple of years, they've topped themselves every every time. We always get something that catches our attention. And this this year's E3 was no different. We saw a lot of good things. We saw a lot of questionable things. <laughs> we saw a lot of uh, meh things, but... It was pretty exciting this year uh, so far. Uh, as, as we're actually talking right now, E3 is still going on. It's mostly press conferences. All the big reveals yep. have been revealed uh, as far as we know. You never know. We still have one more day after today. So they might have saved something for the last day. I doubt it, but they might have. <laughs> so to get started with e, uh, our little E3 coverage, I want to get talk. I want to get started on like the major major reveals that we have uh, discovered since Tuesday. And I want to get this uh, started off by going over a lot of the hardware that was unveiled to us from both from all uh, developers. And the first one we're going to get into right now is the Microsoft announced that there are two new Xbox consoles coming out. Javon, you want to give us uh, the one-on-one -on, -one on that? Yeah, man. So uh, Microsoft announced that uh, that they have a new hardware for us right now. They slimmed down the Xbox One and they you know they removed the power pack, added some more powerful internals. And we have the Xbox One S. Mm -hmm. Now it's 40% smaller. Xbox, uh, Microsoft did say it's capable of now supporting 4K content. Um, after further research, we found that it does not mean 4K gaming, but mm -hmm. 4K Blu-ray playing and streaming um, for, for media and pictures and things like that, but not gaming. But they did say that it has more powerful internals, so we can see um, 1080p, 60 frames per second, more commonly among developers and games, depending on how you optimize for the platform. Um, they also announced a project for later on next <clears> holiday <throat> season, and that is the Xbox whatever blankety blank, Scorpio. but a code name Scorpio. Yes, a code name Scorpio. Um, the project Scorpio. 
Yeah. That they're saying is going to be the most powerful hardware. Uh, pretty much what everyone's saying, you know, what Sony... Yeah, it's going to be the most powerful gaming device. Yeah, that, yeah. That's, that's what they're claiming. I mean, Nintendo said that the NX will. The uh, PlayStation said it will. But all of them said one particular thing that kind of stood out to me, which when it launches, it will be the most powerful hardware. So we don't know mm-hmm. what the order of the next, you know, the next generation consoles will be, but thinking that it may be one of the back half, you know, um, devices for the year, this potentially could be... An extremely powerful Xbox, and well, this isn't even a next generation console. That's what the cool thing about it is. This yeah, like yeah, this is of the Xbox all part of One. Yeah. the Xbox One family, correct? Correct. So the okay. Xbox, this day, they're not t- trying to cannibalize any of their products. Everything mm-hmm. works with all games, even the new games that are released with, with higher end hardware. They'll be encoded to take advantage of the graphics performance, but all games will be supported across platforms. I mean, across consoles and controllers and peripherals. Except the one thing I didn't notice that um, they did take out the Connect peripheral and there was no word of Connect stuff at all during the conference. Maybe Connect is moving out as a hardware piece for Microsoft. But um, this moves kind of moves into the next segment that you have talks that you have scheduled for us, and that's kind of like the PC Xbox Fusion thing. It looks like Microsoft is trying to kind of either bring you a PC to everyone, or they're trying to convert PC and gaming together. I don't know, but. These consoles seem like powerful computers. All right. Anybody else got anything to add? Got any thoughts on that? those two new Xbox systems coming out? Only thing yeah. I got to add is that the uh, the thing that got my attention was, A, the higher specs. B, okay. the customizable controller seems interesting as far as choosing the color scheme for your uh, D-pad and your joysticks. That seemed pretty cool to me. Yeah, that did. Yeah. That, that did yeah. seem pretty awesome. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, for, for me, also the, the new controller that, that, that'll that come with the new Xbox One S is actually going to be a Bluetooth controller. Yeah. So it'll actually work via Bluetooth with your PC, and I would assume most other Bluetooth-ready devices, whether that might be a smartphone, uh, maybe it's a Nexus player, or, you know, your Shield, uh, yeah, your, shield, your, your shield uh, TV or, or, or the tablet. So yeah, it'll be awesome. interesting to see the value that we can get from uh, the Xbox controller um, being available to more devices. Now, um, and it's for, for 60 bucks, I think it's a pretty good deal. Here's the thing, though, and this is my gripe was, because uh, a lot of people may agree that this was kind of was a backward in, te- in technology, while Wi-Fi Direct is still a better connectivity um, bandwidth but I get why they're switching to Bluetooth because it's readily available. PlayStation has their console stuff on Bluetooth. No one wants to buy adapters anymore for their uh, to play wireless controllers on Xbox and stuff like that. But I do know that latency is re- is reduced dramatic dramatically with Wi-Fi Direct. Um, it was was there any word that this will still have Wi-Fi Direct for the console itself or? I didn't see that. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think that was mentioned. Not not this time, but maybe they'll something. announce it down the road. Well, I mean, they didn't announce a lot. There's a lot of things that were left, kind of left on, you know. Yeah, I mean, it yeah. has a, a IR blaster on the front, so yeah, you know, that's where. It... Yeah. Yeah. All right, moving on. Uh, the next thing that was announced from uh, Microsoft is that cross-play support for the Xbox One and PC. They're really doing it. So this means, uh, Javon, as we were speaking earlier, that this this basically kind of starts the end of the console wars a little bit, doesn't it? Where it's everybody can play on on any whatever system they own. Yeah, this is um, you know I think we've all seen this coming since last year. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'm glad Microsoft is the one pioneering this because with Windows being the number one gaming platform operating system um, for both consoles and you know just regular uh, computer operating systems, this makes a lot of sense for someone to buy into that Microsoft ecosystem, especially mm-hmm. with games that you don't have to buy multiple copies of. So me, someone like me who really enjoys playing games at the highest graphic graphical quality settings, but I have a lot of friends on Xbox, and for them, it just seems to make more sense to play a game with them. So I cannot have the best of both worlds. I think this is a really amazing feature that Microsoft is pioneering, yes. although it's not for every game at launch. No, of course not. It'll it'll definitely be for certain games. I know one major one that they were pushing was Gears of War 4, which uh, I'm kind of excited about. Um, I, I really want to get into that game, and that actually has co-op missions that are cross-play supported, So, and that means anything co-op, meaning campaign, multiplayer, it can be played on both Xbox and PC. So that's pretty amazing, and definitely a step in the right direction for gaming. Um, it's good that it's working for Microsoft, uh, for the Xbox One and PC, but I kind of hope it does extend to uh, PlayStation 4 players to, you know, bring it all under a, one unified front, but we know that that's, <laughs> that's a long way from now, and it, who knows if it'll ever actually happen. Greg, right. any thoughts? Oh, yeah. See, the thing is, I'm glad they finally announced crossplay. They're mm-hmm. not the first to actually try and do this. Of Independent developers have took it upon themselves, like uh, Valve with uh, Portal 2, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, with the PlayStation 3, if you have Steam installed on a PC, you can cross-play. And again, with Final Fantasy 14, that also did cross-play with uh, yeah, PC PS3, players and, PS4, yeah. and PC. So I'm glad that they're doing this now. It looks like they're not half-assing it and putting a serious effort into it. I want to see, like I said, a more uh, unified mm-hmm. gaming presentation, but I'm excited that it's going forward, so I'm not yeah. even going to focus on the actual history of all of that. Yeah, so, it, it's, it's a forward, step in the right direction. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Maybe one day we can all have whatever system and play together. We can there only you have. Know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's interesting? I'm not sure if, if, if you guys noticed, but they kept saying with a digital purchase, you'll have access to the game Correct. in both places. Yeah. So yeah. there's always kind of a hook. There's so always I, a wonder, catch. <laughs> I wonder how that's going to work. Say I want to go and buy the, 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 the physical copy. Do I then only have it on PC or only on Xbox? Yeah, it and seems then, like... Yeah, if I have that then, if I have the physical copy, does that change how the DRM works? And yeah. some of the restrictions as far as doing mods and things. Um, so it would be interesting to that's see how point. they deal with that. If I buy the physical copy... You know, I don't have the play anywhere, but I can do mods. But if I buy the digital copy, then I'm locked in, but I have play anywhere. So we'll, it'll be interesting to see how they kind of work that out for sure. Yeah. Um, here's hoping that they do it the right way. And, yes, uh, Christian, that is a major concern of mine, the fact that if you buy a physical copy of a game, which many people still do, um, that there might they ha- might have the chance to miss out on something like this. Because I know there's a couple of people I know that refuse to buy digital, um, I don't personally know why I buy most of my games digital, but they rather have the hard copies, and it sucks if if that that's the way they're going, where it, it only works for digital copies. Here's, so. but here's the thing with that. There's two. There's, there's two things that just kind of came into mind. The prices of the Xbox current generation and the next iterative upgrade are mm-hmm. relatively cheap and way cheaper than consoles were before. We're talking yeah. about two terabytes for three ninety nine. 
That's yeah. that's a killer price. And yeah. at that point, if you buy two terabytes, you're you know, the idea is to put games on it, you know, via the download. And it, games yeah. do run faster. That are not you know, once you remove elements out the way, a spinning disc is still a spinning disc, whether it's a Blu ray or not. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Um, but what I do want to mention though is that with cross play, I just researched just now, um, it isn't for Steam. This is me. You have to get games from the Windows Store, and I don't know if you guys oh, remember. Oh well, there yeah. we go. Here's the catch. So I, so I no I, Steam crossplay, yeah. just Microsoft Store crossplay. Right. right. So well, now can launch into. Now you know Steam can launch into Microsoft's uh, yes, store, but the the big kicker is that if I don't know if you noticed, but when, when the Laura Croft game came out for, where you can buy a physical copy and have both of them, that was a little promo they had. People were downloaded the game for that of uh, the new Tomb Raider game, and it was just atrocious. Same yeah. thing for what what's that one game that just recently came out, the movie game. Oh man, um, uh, the Xbox exclusive one. Help me out, guys. The one oh, where uh, Quantum Break. Quantum Break. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Quantum Break. Both of those games, their their Steam counterparts ran close to flawlessly, and when you went and when you saw them on the Windows Store. They were abysmal, drop frame rates, uh, you know, resolution uh, crashes. Uh, we had digital tears, things like that. Sometimes it won't even load, and because it's the Windows Store, the download process is much. You're not getting a, a raw executable anymore, so it has to kind of download itself. It's just a little off, or you know, a little off. Um, I, now that I'm thinking about it, it's good that they're doing it, but I feel like someone needs to really bring Steam deeper into the mix because. Steam is the number one way, you know, I mean, of course there's Origin and then Ubisoft stuff, but Steam is the number one way people play games on the PC. And I don't know if you guys remember also, Microsoft, it's not the first time they did this. When, remember when we had Microsoft Market or Xbox Marketplace? Uh, yeah. Windows, Windows Marketplace, right? Remember that? Mm -hmm. And we had mm -hmm. um, Lost, Planet 2, and th those games were cross-platform with, with Xbox and stuff. And it was the same issue. Microsoft's computer side of the division... Don't got it together. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't know if it's. A, I don't know, but then again, it could be a developer thing. I keep talking on my butt here, and it could be developers just aren't optimizing things for that download cycle or whatever. I don't know, but they need to sort that out first before you start letting people play together. All right. Uh, for the sake of time, we got to move on with that subject. Uh, we're gonna get into the next big reveal at E3. Was uh, it is the P PlayStation VR has an official release date of October 13th of 2016, and it will be starting at 3.99. So, anybody planning on getting that PlayStation VR? Anybody interested in seeing how that works out? I, I would love to get it. Yeah, I would love to get it, but I'm broke. So. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. It's a steep price. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for something that fits over your eyes, it's very steep. Uh, but, I mean, the stuff that they got coming out on it is good. I like the game choices that they announced with it, like the Batman game uh, and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I would love to get my hands on a copy, but, you know, when you're a broke college student and you got bills, that's probably not going to happen. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's... Yeah, it looks good. Looks and good. forgive me, this is... I, I'm sorry we were rude. Let us introduce, formally introduce Gerald. Uh, he's another chill tech guy that hasn't been on the podcast before. This is his first night, and I'm going to embarrass him anyway. So Thanks, we Mike. didn't even do a proper introduction. <laughs> he just kind of showed up and just started talking. But Gerald, welcome aboard. Thank you for being on the podcast. 
so with that PlayStation VR with for that price, it it doesn't make sense. I, three, I, I just said you get an Xbox for two terabytes for three ninety nine. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like the follow up with that, I'm but like, but Javon, you get a full VR headset for three ninety nine. You can buy a sixteen dollar Viewmaster. <laughs> not to be our headset. You know now. Now of course it's much different in terms of uh, <laughs> um, of uh, hardware. But here's what people are, are lacking still: that these consoles, although they're becoming more powerful computers, they're not powerful computers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they're like, still game like, consoles. They're still game consoles. We're talking about gra- laptop grade graphics cards, laptop grade CPUs. You know, that, with the desktop size hard drive, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, this, yeah. I, I don't know what your expectation is going into uh, a VR headset thinking that it's going to be revolutionary um, compared to everything else that's coming out with, you know, with the Vibe and yes, with... Yes, I, um, I just don't, I don't think for that price it's worth it. I mean... Yeah, I, I'd rather, I'd rather pay the eight ninety nine for the Vibe, which we already did, um... And and play it on an actual hardcore gaming computer. You get yeah. the better graphics. You get everything that you actually want, and everything's customized to your specific specs. Yeah, it costs you a lot of money down the road, but at the the end product is going to be worth the money, I believe. Now, I'm not saying that the PlayStation VR isn't for everyone. There are people that this is perfect for. Where if you don't want to pay the 8.99 and then don't have like a proper gaming computer, if you want to pay play the you know pay the 3.99. And just play it on your PlayStation. I guess that's fine. It's perfect for you. I mean, then they said they'll have 50 games will be available October 13th at launch. It could be worth it to somebody. Like I don't want to doubt completely downplay it because I'm pretty sure this 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 works out for somebody. And they have some pretty cool games that they announced for it. The Batman Arkham VR, the uh, Star Wars Battlefront X-wing VR missions. Resident Evil. Resident yeah, Evil. Yeah, We're gonna crazy. get to that one later. Yeah. Greg. Well, I, 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 horror games I'm just waiting, man. <laughs> horror games are great for these type of, you know, consoles because they're so immersive. Um, when yeah. you when you're talking about VR, but the state of VR graphically, it's not. We're not talking about you're living in, you know, what's that game, Sword Art Online. You know what I'm saying? Right. You're you're very much aware. I wish we had a buzzer for every time he brings up Sword Art Online. <laughs> every time we talk about VR. Like, okay, what's the point of VR if that's not the end goal? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That that has there has to be an end goal to this. And companies are pushing VR down your throat nowadays. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're talking about you know mobile companies with Samsung VR, Android Daydream. You know I'm surprised Apple didn't say anything about it during WWDC. You know yet. It's it, it's just everyone's doing this VR thing, and nothing has been. What's the word? Uh, popping. Now, nothing's been popping yet with it. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm still waiting to be you know wow now. The only thing that really caught me was the vibe because, you know, you, there's like a physical wall in game where you can get up and move around. But PlayStation, you're still sitting in a chair with the controller in your hand trying to play a game. You're not and really immersed into the game. Again, but Javon, we can't badmouth it because I'm pretty sure that, that that is what some people want. Maybe some people don't want to be that immersed in it. I mean, like, I don't know if you – Javon, you don't play horror games. So I'm just I'm gonna, I'm gonna put you I'm gonna put you on the bench right now just for that. There are no, some I, people I, that don't need to be that immersed in certain games. I'm just gonna let you know that now. So you gotta be you gotta be careful what you say here. That that the, the PlayStation VR is for someone. 
We can't say what's the point of getting it. This is for someone. I can guarantee you that. The price is decent. It's way cheaper than building your own, you know, VR-ready PC than buying the VR headset. I, I, I say it's it's a decent purchase if you're into the Sony PlayStation VR. If I say go for it. If it's for you, it's for you. Anybody else agree? Yeah, basically, I'm right behind you, Mike. And just yeah. to add that final nail in the coffin to Jovan's argument, it's all about <laughs> the price for entry and yeah. then how immersive the experience is. Yeah, with the Vive, it might look better, and you can physically move around. Yeah. But it then comes down to game selection. These exactly. are familiar titles for millions of people. So if they already have a PS4 that's compatible with it, which there should be all of them, if not a good yeah. number. <laughs> well, then let me reverse screw that. Really oh, hold on, hold on. Hear me out. Hear me hold out. On, Javon, hold on, Javon. Hold on. <laughs> if they already meet half of that cost for entry, it's a no-brainer to them if they want that VR experience, especially if they don't already have that at home. So with that, plus the footage we've seen, how much will you really notice the lower quality only by comparison to the Vive? Exactly. You guys literally sit it side by side. And name, name one laptop that is, that is VR compatible right now. That's not the point. No, no, and, no, 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 here's no. relevancy. Here's relevancy, right? We're talking about hardware. VR is, is if you said it, it's supposed to be immersive at an entry price of three ninety nine. Mm-hmm. How immersive can you be if you're lagging and stuttering in game? We didn't you know, see any lag. And, and, and we're food. talking about we haven't about seen any lag. We and we're talking about the PlayStation. Lag. I look. Just kind of look up. You know, some of the people we play in these games over the next couple weekends. We'll see some we'll early see impressions. What happens. Like that's that's but the best way we take it. Like. Console stuff. You're also on about... mute, by the... uh, Gerald. You're on mute, by the way. Yeah, I know. Uh, oh. Something was going on outside. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, nice. no but um, we're talking Gerald about cares. also because I, I don't want to drag this on too much. But off the jump, both the Oculus and the Vive have over 200 games to boot with with VR. That's more console. That's much way more titles. And then on top of that, we're talking about the Steam library, which is vastly superior. Because PlayStation's number one biggest problem right now is games. You know, there's not many titles right now for PlayStation, so I don't. I doubt that VR will change this anytime soon. Games are very important, and <clears throat> Oculus and Vive have the games. I'm just is, saying, three hundred ninety-nine dollars, yes. you get fifty games to start off with, plus some of the games that are already on the PS4 are VR compatible. I'm just not. I'm not. I'm not gonna knock this price. I'm not gonna knock it. I'm just saying that this yeah. might be for someone. Uh, I'm yeah, sorry. If, not everybody can afford the vibe and a nice gaming PC. And then this again, as for, all right, again, as far as performance goes, you you have these specs out of nowhere to compare to the Vive and the VR. We have to see how the VR performs. People have been playing it since it was announced. So far, all the reviews I've seen. Everything seems extremely smooth. For example, like it once they unveiled the the infamous kitchen trailer for Resident Evil, they announced yeah. that the full game is playable at E3 for the entire week. I've yet to see one bad review. Yeah, and so, that's I mean, that's like someone going to a movie to a movie premiere and be excited about a movie premiere and say it was awesome because I was just because I was at a movie premiere. No, Javon, but see that's the thing. Like you have to see that. Th- Remember, your your argument was that there was going to be lag, that the graphics performance was going to be bad. We're talking about we right? Well, we haven't seen that yet. Like I said, this is for someone, and for sake, we're all rambling at this point. We we've all made our points. 
Javon disagrees. <laughs> At the end of the day, whatever we say, Javon disagrees. No, I'm not disagreeing. So, I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing. Well, to disagreeing. Hey, hang on. Just to avoid going around in circles so we can go to the next topic, I'm going to close out this discussion by saying, let's see what happens. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'll, I'll check it out. Coming to I'll t-shirt soon. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> Um, all right, moving on to our last bit of hardware news, and this is funny hardware news because this is another year at E3. Nintendo did what two press conferences, and we still have no new Nintendo console people. Nothing. Nintendo pretty much be at, they lacked this year. They really did. Like, exactly. <laughs> they seem to do this every year. Granted, they had a decent game reveal, which we will go into later later on in the podcast. But come on, this is third year that they've been here and they haven't revealed nothing new yet. They're not trying to upgrade the Wii... What is it? The Wii U? You finally yeah. have it. Yeah, so yeah. They haven't upgraded that thing for a while now. What's What are you guys thinking? I mean... Yeah. They don't need to. The, their next project yeah. is going to be the NX. It's just yeah. a matter of time uh, as far as when they'll announce it to kind of like mitigate some of the rumors that are already out there. Christian, what are you thinking? Yeah. Wish, wishful thinking. Look, in my opinion, I've been saying this for years... They need to do what Sega did and get out of this hardware business. Keep 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 mobile. Keep the, the Game Boy. They they do very well in mobile. But the console thing, just let it die. Just let it go. <laughs> I don't agree I, with that. <laughs> they, 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 because they're very good with games. They're very good with the games. Stick with the games. If they put Zelda and Mario and all that on Xbox and PlayStation, they're gonna sell it's just they're gonna sell like who right. bajillion copies? Right. It'll, it'll yeah, be right. ridiculous. I buy, buy Mario. But the hardware is for children still. Like, no, what adult that doesn't have a child, for the most part, you know, in the in the expanse of all the gamers that have a Wii. Right. How many adults without children buy a Wii? I would say Javon, about Javon technically, Javon technically, because before Jordan existed, he bought that Wii. I'm just putting no, out. no, but he was Javon buys Mario. everything. <laughs> Javon buys everything. Like not, not, not a Javon. Like, like not, not a person that just buys every console. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like a person that's like, I want a game. Hmm. Let me get a Wii. Like, yeah, there's no one that says that because yeah. most people that get a Wii, well, they have no, a specific no. game I, they want. There they are Nintendo. They're a Nintendo fanboy. Like I say, Hold on, when Greg, it comes uh, to Gerald was going to say something. Gerald. Okay. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, I'm, I'm between Greg and Christian on this. Like, one thing I've noticed about Nintendo, like, even when they do put out a console, I mean, the Wii U kind of did okay, but when they originally released the Wii, that went over really, really well amongst everyone. You know, I mean, we bought one that year and everything. Like, it just it was the hot thing to get. I mean, mainly because they were the first one to do that whole, like, wand thing or whatever that mm-hmm. Xbox and Sony picked up later. But, I mean, they're obviously working on something. They just don't have anything yet. So kind of like Greg, I think, you know, once they finally release their next project, hopefully next year, it might, like, prove otherwise. But, uh, again, with Christian, at the same time, they have their consoles have started to market towards the younger crowd. Um, but I do agree that they might fare better sales-wise if they start um, putting some of their games on other consoles as well, kind of like Sega was uh, eventually turned to do. So, like, I, I see where, like, both come, where both of you guys are coming from. Um, so, I guess... Just to all say all that to be like, yeah, I'm on the fence with you guys, but you know, that's, that's <laughs> like, just my tell, two cents. Yeah, <laughs> tell tell me when Nintendo last competed graphically. That's never been their aim. Yeah, like, no, but, but I'll tell you this: Nintendo, and all the companies that I've seen when it comes to gaming, they are the most minute, detailed game gaming uh, developers when it comes to getting hardware 
to work at its maximum performance for the software. And the best indication of that was Super Smash Brothers. Um, the hardware is trash. Let's be real. The hardware is trash. My phone is more powerful than my Wii U. But I'll tell you this. No game has run better that year than what Smash Brothers did. 60 frames per second, 1080p, guaranteed. How many games have we said that for any of these consoles this year? That was guaranteed so buttery smooth. Besides Overwatch, that has been just butter and no lag at all. No no teardrop, no freezing, no frame no frame freezes. Like, those are like, that's, the, that's what Nintendo does very, very well when it comes to end results. The problem, like everyone is saying, is that their hardware has been so lackluster, no developers want to make games for them. And they are not going to survive with first-party titles anymore. I, I love Mario. I will buy every Mario game that comes out. I love um, Pokemon. These are awesome things. But th th it does not justify the price of a console. And at the NX, they needed to say something this year about the NX. They had to say something, whether it's, you know, the, the NX will have 10 games at boot. That would have been better than nothing. But the fact that they're saying that they didn't mention anything at all makes me feel like... It shows lack of confidence. Another, That's what it shows. Right. And it makes me feel it like we're going to get they're another... They're not ready. They're not ready to reveal that. I'm saying right now, the, the, people who buy consoles are the Call of Duty fanboys, the Madden fanboys, the Live fanboys, uh, the, the Call... You know, what's it? what is it? Um, Halo. And um, what's that game uh, everyone plays? Uh, the, the PlayStation game. Um, it's on number four now. Um, Uncharted. Uncharted. Yeah, Uncharted. Yeah. Those are the people that those are the hottest selling games, right? The hottest selling games by the millions. Nintendo, like, you know what I'm saying? They're not. They can't even. Can you imagine running Call of Duty? You know what I'm saying on on a Wii U, running at 480p at you know what I'm saying at 30 frames per second and still getting <laughs> still getting game tears. Like, all right, all right, all right. Here I come to push you off your soapbox. Sorry. <laughs> all right. You can try, Greg. Just, you can try. We have to establish a clear understanding. When people buy consoles, most of the time, it's because of the cost for entry if they don't have a gaming computer or if they just don't want that. So when you look at Nintendo's MO since, well, GameCube, well, let's go back further. Since Nintendo 64 up to now, graphics and absolute hardcore gameplay that Sony and Microsoft have been known for, that's never been their angle. They're about creating as many experiences that anyone can jump into regardless of their age or skill level. For example, a retirement community recently had a Wii Bowling tournament, like Wii Bowling, not Wii U, Wii Bowling. So many of them competed. And one of their contenders even set the record for that community for, like, score-wise. And these people enjoy it. Like, they're, they're aiming for people who just want that type of experience. Sales-wise, I'm with Gerald and Christian on that. They could make other decisions to guarantee more money, but... As far as what they do, create, creating that pick-up-and-play sort of experience, mm. that's that's been them since... I'm not going to say 64 because the controller was extremely weird. Learning curve was a little high, but I'll leave that there. From then, it's been that, like just pick-up-and-play. Check this out. As a business, right? As a business. Hold on. Nintendo wants we to got, we gotta, we gotta remember our time limit. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I just want to make one, one last little, little point here because I do want to... 
I pulled up a chart as because just so I can make sure I have all my facts you know together. Like Christian said, their best selling has always been handheld. The outs the only thing that they've ever outsold anyone in hardware for the last that is since two thousand and one, right? The last hottest selling console um, before the last before the DS came along. So 2002 was the GameCube. They outsold the PlayStation um, for for six months, right? Now, they only made on the GameCube 21 million dollars. That is their lowest selling console, right, for their lifespan. Now, the issue is that they've been going slightly up with the with you know with the handhelds and way more down. Except for the launch of the Wii, that we brought them back into um, almost 100 million dollars in profits. They made 95 million that year, but while the rest of the consoles were making over 150 million, right? Now it dropped. Now the 3DS, which is portable, has dropped way lower than their actual DS. They actually lost over 190 million dollars in profit because of the 3DS sales. They sold 20 million units and made 17 million dollars. Remember when you said this was going to be a short point? Yeah. <laughs> the bring it to the point is that their hardware business is lacking, and they needed to bring something to the table. And though the NX is, is down the way, and we heard rumors of it being extremely powerful, like Christian said before, the, the gaming their mindset is still for children. If, if Nintendo doesn't grow up, it, you know, it's only a matter of time. At the end of the day, it's not going to last by keep hitting our nostalgia buttons. Nostalgia yeah. buttons aren't the way; is not the way to run a business. However, we're not real businessmen, so we get, get, <laughs> listening to we're business advice from us. It could screw your life. So Nintendo, keep doing you. Do what you got to do. <laughs> um, it is unfortunate that they didn't do anything. Uh, hopefully next year they bring it, um, or hopefully they announce something because I'm pretty sure their press conference is still going on. I think so. Um, <laughs> Literally, it still might be going on. All right, so now that was most of the hardware news. I think we covered most of it. If we missed anything, just let us know. But now it's time to get into the real thing that people go for E3 for, yep. and that's games. Games, games, games. And there were a ton of reveals this year. Now, I'm going to start off the game section. We're going to start off a little cold. Um, by bringing you the news that Elder Scrolls V Skyrim uh, is getting a re-release on Xbox One. I don't know if you guys are into Elder Scrolls at all. Any any of you guys Elder Scrolls fans? Yeah, yeah. Every... Play Skyrim a little bit. Uh, all right. I started cool. in Morrowind. <laughs> all right. Well, that has been completely remastered. Bethesda did a whole uh, video comparison of it, and it should be released on PS4, Xbox One, and PC this year on October 28th. Are you guys going to be picking up the remastered edition of Skyrim? Nope. Probably not, but it looks beautiful. It does, doesn't it? Like, graphic-wise, it looks amazing. (laughs) How many of you guys play Skyrim on PC? All right. So, so you you seen that the trailer compared to actual PC gameplay from five yeah. years ago? It's nothing, nothing looks new at all. If anything, it looks duller than PC. So, yeah. Well, that's the actual the same thing they they compared it to with the um the Arkham remasters that they're doing. They said that it doesn't look as good <laughs> as they did on PC. So that's another thing. Um, what are you guys thinking about these digital remasters? Do you think it's worth it, or, or do you like? Here's what I've always been with. 
if I have a game on PC and then they decide to come out with something on Xbox One as a remastered edition, I'm not going to buy it because I already have it on PC. It's already HD remastered. It looks amazing on PC. Do you guys think, is there a market for this? Because they keep, apparently it has to be. Because they keep like, it's, it's, yeah, people, it's people that, that don't have PCs. It's, it's yeah. for. Yeah. And, and, and like, like Greg said earlier, like the big thing is that not everyone, well, here's the big thing. Not everyone is going to buy a PC, mainly because of ignorance. People don't know. Come on, man. Okay. Uh, let's be real. Let's no, be real. no, no, no. No, 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 no. I can't even let you go on. No, you can't say things like that. First <laughs> it, of all, it, it's, it's true. It's true. everybody, no, no, Javon, I already know where you're going to go with this. Where Javon, we're with this. everybody has a choice in what they want to game on. That's they fine. Game on That's consoles. fine. It's not a thing at How many people Maybe know that's what they that prefer. you can build a big PC for $400? Most people know that have ever worked with a computer know that they can do a lot more on a PC because it's an actual PC. But maybe right. people just prefer to play Everyone who does PC gaming would let you know. Even Modern War Negro's team over there at Gaming Illuminati, shout out to Gaming Illuminati, you know, they'll tell you that the biggest thing is that people just don't know. So people will, there's always a market for re-releases like, like, you know, because, like Greg said, never everyone's going to buy a PC. And because there are consoles are relevant, consoles will always be relevant for a long time, but until people start waking up and seeing that, hey, you're, you know, you're buying yesterday's trash because remasters are just, you know, a PC port, you know, that's with slightly better graphics. But it's due to ignorance. People don't don't know that console gaming and PC gaming can be done at the same price point. Yeah. Now, I'll, 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 I'll tell you why, why for years... I didn't have a, 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 a gaming PC when I, when I finally went and got the Xbox 360. Because for some reason, game developers, when they develop for consoles, they're able to stretch out that hardware for like six, seven, eight years and get every bit of performance out of it. When it comes to PC, they build to like the max settings all the time. And so after a couple of years, you're almost forced to upgrade your PC to take full advantage of, of the new games. And I, I, was, I was in a place where I was like, you know what? I don't have a lot of money. Looking forward, you know, I want to play X, Y, and Z. I can get that on, on console. So for, for the time being, I'm just going to get a console and stick with that. And I have to think about upgrading graphics cards, you know, RAM, those kind of things. I think PC gaming is still more for hobbyists. Like, I, I think, like, people that just like to game probably mm-hmm. won't get a PC. PC gaming, I think, in a broader sense, is more for people that like PCs. Like, they like computers. And so mm-hmm. if I like computers, I don't need to have a computer and a console. Well, now and that I, we have consoles launching this. every two years, we have iterate upgrades to consoles launching every two years, which is the same idea of upgrading specs. You know, you know small, nine specs. At this but point... You're, you're paying more money when you upgrade a, a, a console. Right. So, I, I mean, I see what you're saying with the, the price point, and yes, maybe people aren't knowing, but I wouldn't I, I wouldn't put everyone in that category. Yeah. Because should, there are certain games that I would prefer to play on my Xbox, and there are certain games that I'd rather play on my PC. I mean, we just did it recently, like when the latest Black Ops came out. We knew most of our friends would be playing it on Xbox, so we were like, why get that on PC? It's a crack-looking game anyway, so why not buy it on Xbox? Yeah, I agree. There so, are certain I mean, games... Go ahead, Mike. No, go ahead. Go ahead. All right. No, I agree. Like, there are certain games that, like, if I'm playing a shooter or even, like, a fighting game, I would rather play that on, like, an Xbox or a console of sorts. Um, if it's more strategy-based or maybe something that's a little bit more, I guess, not so much action-heavy, then I'm 
would probably play that more on a PC or whatever. But I don't know, something about having a controller in your hand uh, for more action-y kind of shooter-type games just feels better for me personally. Um, and I think that's what a lot of people would also go with. You know, from a price standpoint and a graphics standpoint, I guess, yeah, you know, it comes out about the same or, like, graphics-wise, you know, PC is obviously better. But I think just for having the feel of it, you know, it's it's. I think console still has a outlet for especially those kind of games. Yeah. But that's just that's just me. Console is simple. Like you, you buy the game, it works for your console. There's no having to look at the specs. I I just remember like the relief of okay, this game is out. I can go buy it and play it. And it's interesting how how Microsoft is doing that now with with the Xbox One family. How you, you can buy a game in several years and it'll work with the new Xbox or the old Xbox One. You know, and it'll still work. They'll just scale the, the graphics up depending on which hardware you have. And so it's basically yep. going to be like, like PCs again. And what's, what's interesting also is that, is that we're getting to where consoles are getting more like cell phones. We're, we're become accustomed to buying a new cell phone every two years. How much does a cell phone cost? Yeah, more than a console. More than a console. And we do that every two yeah. years now. And we, we, we put an installment contract and we don't want to think about it. But it's the same thing. And so I think we, we've gotten accustomed to two-year upgrade. So this console thing, I don't think it's going to affect people as much as we think as far as budget consciousness. But anyway, I think we, we beat it dead. I think we beat that <laughs> dead horse. Yeah. Yeah. New horse. New horse. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to the next game. All right, so I don't know if many of you guys have been following this news, but there was a game called The Last Guardian that for a couple of E3s ago, a long time ago, was going to be a PS3 exclusive. This game looked amazing on a PS3. Like, even for PS3 standards, it looked amazing. Yeah, it great. But they announced it, and we had heard no release date, and it's been years. Finally, E3 2016, I believe we have a solid release date for this, guys. Is anybody really excited for this game? Have you guys watched the nope. trailers for it? Yes. I, I forgot about it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about it also. I, I was like, I'm what? very excited to play this. Thank you. Thank you, Greg. It looks, As a it huge looks fan of Eco and then uh, Shadow slash Wander and Colossus, I'm yes. all for this. Yeah. It, it, I mean, uh, it, the storyline the story looks amazing to me. It just looks like a fun game. I can't wait till they, like, riddle it with microtransactions, though. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it, it looks pretty cool. So... What do you, what was your experience with it? Have you been following it this whole time, Greg? From two, you know, back when it was a PS3 exclusive. I remember when it was announced. I forgot about it, and then I saw it announced again on this E3, and mm-hmm. I lost it. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, that okay. And then that, I guess, nostalgia or remembering the quality of the two previous games made me reinvigorate my my excitement for this. So. It looks really good so far. I'm and a lot of the reviews that I've seen from people who've had the early play on the show floor have had a lot of good things to say about it. Hey, I want to give a shout out to uh, Dina Tech. She said, "Hey guys, so hey guys, I think it's Dina Tech, right?" Let me double check here. Dina, Dina, Dina. What's up? Yeah, anyway, yeah, so shout out. <laughs> Alrighty then. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, it's, it's a dude, it's a dude. All right, my bad. Bro, shout out. Uh, thanks for watching. Thanks for watching. Um, 
Next up, we have. Uh, has everybody got got what they wanted to get out of the Last Guardian? I think me and Greg are the only ones excited. That's what I. Got. No, no, no. no. I, I, I definitely. I've been following the game. The thing about it is that I don't like when a lot of companies. This happens a lot now, where they announce something and then they're like, "Yeah, it's coming out November." Okay, it's not ready yet. It's coming out October. Yeah, it's coming out for the next console. Yeah, so we stopped working on the game. You know what I'm saying? Like Allison Road. Anyone? Allison Road. Yeah, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like that as a gamer, that's frustrating. That's very yeah. frustrating. I, I, I'm not with it. You, you as a gamer, that. that's definitely frustrating. On the flip side to that, as a developer, you got to be aware of like what happens in that chaos. Yeah, there, it, there could be a number of factors. It be, yeah, it could be things yeah. out of their hands that they had literally had no control over. Remember, um, Watch Dogs, and when it, when it first got launched and it were announced, and everyone was like, "Oh my God, this game is like the sickest game ever!" You know, the graphics are awesome, and it has like super great gameplay, and it's gonna be amazing on all consoles. And then it drops, and then it's like, yeah. Um, it's supposed to drop, you know, uh, was it, um, fall of that year? Oh, yeah, so, because of the gra- the high demanding graphics, we're gonna have to push it back a couple months. Oh, okay, because of ha- now that the graphics are there, we upgraded the graphics, it's a little buggy, we're gonna push it back again. And then they're like, oh, yeah, we have to scale the graphics back down again. And then they launch it. And then, five and then, it, and they, when they launch it, it's buggy. It's like, you can't do that type of stuff as a developer. Like, you either gotta, like, you know, make your games work really well, or just stop promising shit. Shut up and just show the gameplay. But like, all right, it comes up when it comes out. I'd be happy with that. <laughs> all right, this all might right. sound kind of harsh, but you are a very entitled gamer, dude. Like you really are. He Listen, is the dude, definition of like, again, entitled. <laughs> just to expand again on the developer side, once they're excited for the game and they've gone through a certain amount of testing, they will give the announce date. But there's still testing going on. Yeah, exactly. And then if there's a if there's a bug reported during the testing phase, they go back look at the bug, and then if it looks like it's going to take longer to fix this, then again the date gets pushed pushed back. And yeah, that's just a one facet of why they get delayed. Remember, remember when Blizzard announced Overwatch, right? No release date. A year later, right? When the game was pretty much in its out and it's almost it was like a month away from public public beta. They announced the release date, and However, it was. However, but not every college. development team is going to be like that, Javon. I seen. Uh, hey, Rocket League can do it. Why can't everyone else do it? Because the games don't want that. I'm saying, like Rocket League. So, okay, so 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 are we giving are we giving developers passes now for half-ass games? I'm not giving them passes for half-ass games, but for development right. time, yeah, yeah, development time. I'd rather have a good game than a buggy game. Right. So, go ahead, Jovan. All right. If you if you announce a game and you and you get a pre and you get a pre-order, you pay money up front, right? And you don't deliver. If I said, Mike, I got you with something. At this day, you pay me money up front. For I take think I'm going to have to say I agree with you. Moving on. <laughs> I'm fine with that. I said that. I said that victory. Yeah. Gosh. All right. Another game reveal was, I don't know if you guys remember this game. I think it was around 2006 when it came out. It was a video game called Prey. Uh, based on, I think the three main characters were Cherokee Indians that were abducted, I'm sorry, I'm having trouble with pronouncing words tonight, abducted into an alien environment. I never personally played this game. 
I actually, I'm not even going to lie to you, I didn't even hear about it until I saw this new trailer for Prey at E3. And this trailer, it got my attention. It, it really did. It looked, gra- graphically, looks amazing. Uh, the storyline, I don't know yet, but it, for some reason that trailer really grabbed me. Uh, it was basically the guy waking up every morning to his, like, futuristic alarm, telling him what he had to do today, looking into the mirror. His eye was getting, like, worse and worse. It was, it was really creepy, and you got a few uh, in-game, uh, some gameplay in that trailer. What were you guys? Did you guys get a, catch that trailer or reveal? Yeah, I saw the trailer, and that, that's one of, I would say I'd put that in my top ten as far as games I didn't yeah. know about. And then the trailer captured my attention and me. Yeah. Interested. So, it was yeah. it was pretty amazing. It looks very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It, it, yeah. I think that's a, a way that a lot of developers miss these days is all it takes. You might have had like a crappy, and not to say that Prey 2006 was crappy because I'm pretty sure they got rave reviews, but this is how you capture a new audience. And later on we'll discuss because there was a game that was released by Sony that's being heavily debated right now. Um, but this is how you capture a newer audience. Because I'm pretty sure Prey, the original 2006 game, had its audience. But now they've got me with this trailer. It was amazing how they did that reveal. So that was good marketing. Um, I just got to say kudos to them for that type of marketing and making it interesting. <laughs> We're going to do sound effects all night tonight. Thanks, Javon. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, you want to move on to the next game? Oh my gosh! Now he's gonna go sound effects crazy. Somebody take the on? button. Somebody take the button. <laughs> I know, right? Anybody want to move on to the next game, or you guys got some more to talk about? Pray. No, I'm good. All right, let's keep it going. Uh, Resident Evil Seven. Now this this is pretty amazing. This is actually revealed at E3 and is also a playable demo on PS4 right now. So if you have a PS4, you can go download and play this demo right now. Hey yo, shout out the demos, yo. Remember shout those days? <laughs> So yeah, this demo, this playable demo, um, it's 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 getting a lot of attention. Uh, some positive, some negative. Some are saying that it's copying PT a bit too much. And for those who don't know, PT was a playable demo that was um, by, forgive me, I'm going to mispronounce this dude's name, Hidomi Kanik, I can't, the guy who created Silent Hill. And uh, he does the Metal Metal Gear Silent games. I can't pronounce the name, I'm sorry. But um, he had collaborated with Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro, on the new Silent Hills game that was, again, like Javon said earlier, was another game that they promised and then canceled on us. And it, it played out a lot like that, where you're stuck in a house and you got to solve certain different ways to get out and then you're attacked by somebody and that's how the thing ends and introduces you to the game. I think this is a pretty unique way to market games. Um, what are you guys thinking about it? Did you guys get a chance to see the gameplay and see the trailer yeah. and all that? When I looked at it, it was it was one of those things where they they showcased it in their uh, Sony's presentation during their VR set. Mm-hmm. So they're in this first person view, and I started watching when it said like the kitchen or something like that. Mm-hmm. And as the screen started showing the actual kitchen, I was like, "Yep, this looks like a whole lot of note." And <laughs> <laughs> as it was panning out, I then started to realize, "All right, this style seems very familiar." 
And then I saw the actual title. And I was like, okay, okay. There right, we go. Right. And you know what's great? It's bringing Resident Evil back to its horror roots. Lately, they've yeah. been focused on action and yeah. more action gameplay. This one is taking it back to its survival horror roots. Which, which, which like, I prefer right? that. Which everyone, you don't prefer it. Stop lying to yourself. We <laughs> I, don't like, I don't like the scary one. <laughs> so, um, but they did, like Greg said, they brought it in a new perspective, that first player, uh, the first player perspective. You excited for that, Greg? Or are you going to be playing it? Which I should ask. Yes, are you going to be playing it with me, Greg? You're not going to leave me alone. <laughs> no, no, I'm not going to leave you alone on that one. I'm very <laughs> excited to check that out. And as far as returning to their horror roots, I would definitely liken the experience just off the trailer closer to, like, the first and second, maybe, Resident Evil. And yeah. Because like, I've had many discussions with other friends as far as like the, the comparison between Resident Evil and Silent Hill and mm-hmm. what type of scaring they're doing. Yeah. So the fact that it's being debated right now as far as PT versus Resident Evil 7, I think it's funny, but I'm, I'm all aboard for that debate. <laughs> See, my thing was I thought they took that route, but they did it in a newer way that I found to be interesting. And it's – I don't – I don't think they were biting them at all. They respected how PT did, where it was a circular room. This one was just a normal house. Got to find your way out. You're not going to find your way out, but find your way out. That's just pretty <laughs> much how they played it. And I don't. If you guys have seen the demo gameplay, I thought very creepy, very creepy environment. They didn't For outright sure. try to scare you. Just a creepy environment, and that's really all it takes. Which it, one was the one for PS2? Um, when it was still scary. Um. Was it Resident Evil 2? Was there a 3? Uh, anything up before... Resident Evil 2 was PS1. PS1 so, so Resident Evil PS... 4... Resident Evil 4 was the last scary one, I believe. It was was that PS2? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember I played at my cousin's house when I was younger. And you know when games are so good, but they're scary, but you got to keep playing because they're so good? Like, I got to know what happens? Like, that was dope. I did personally prefer... I, as an individual, liked when it got a little bit lighter... And the action scene stuff, because, you know, I based off the movies, because I was like, you know, trying to go to sleep at night, you know what I'm saying? Trying to, right. You know, I can't run the lights on, you know, I break the electricity bill. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's kind of cool to see them going back to their, their roots. And I, 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 may, I may play with y'all on this one, man. It's kind of it's dope. I ain't gonna lie. It does look amazing. <laughs> yeah. All right. And next up, we have Battlefield 1. And this Battlefield, yes. again, I got to say, this looks amazing. Yeah. yeah. Now, this put Call of Duty to shame. All you COD fans out there, I'm yeah. sorry. Battlefield, they won. They're geniuses. They looked and saw... They looked at Call of Duty get, built a success off the World War II games. And Battlefield started off with their modern games, and then they kind of did this opposite thing or whatever. Well, at first they were like tag and tag or like, you know, doing all the modern stuff, and then Call of Duty got crazy and was like, all right, let's throw everything into the future and keep pushing it and keep pushing it. And then it started turning into, like, a weird Halo kind of thing. Yeah. And then, like, all of a sudden, you know, Battlefield's like, you know what, we're going to keep pulling it back. They turned it into cops, and then, like, you know what, we're just going to drop it all the way back to yeah. World War One and just kind of roll from there. And, you know, it, it, looks, it looks great. I'm excited for it. They put it back to that soldier mindset, being on the battlefield, running around with your squad, you know, taking care of business, up close and personal and that kind of thing, and not a bunch of hacking in the stuff. Just go take this bunker, don't get shot, and I'm excited for it. So, it's, it's Yeah, man, I, I want to give EA, you know, a round of applause, yo. You know what I'm saying? 
Now I, I, do, wear I do have to close out. <laughs> now, but in all seriousness, though, like when I saw, I don't, I don't know if you guys um, noticed when they both like it was a day apart. The call trailer for the Infinite Warfare dropped, and then the next day it was like Battlefield trailer, and the COD trailer looked like a Star Wars lightsaber, bro. Like it was so much red on that dislike button, it was so bad. Like everyone was like, "What is this? What is this trash?" Yo, is the guy from, from Game of Thrones in this? What's going on? You know what I'm saying? Like, it was like it was super crazy. And then you know, but but as a as a person who likes to be as open minded as I possibly can to game trailers, I, I was like, Call of Duty doesn't look bad. It's just not really innovative. Even though they're going to space, no one really cares because everything's been very futuristic anyway. Yeah, it's but, not what people want. Yeah, right. And then when I saw the Battlefield trailer with the music. And it's the way, you know, the old guns and, like, you know, that real, believe it or not, Call of Duty old school, like you said, Gerald. You know, I was like, bro, the other is truth on everything. And then the graphics look good. And we've always known that Battlefield's always been better than Call when it comes to graphics and gameplay because it's more realistic. And None I was of like, beat Medal of Honor, though. Let's oh, not right, of course, of course. Medal no, no, of Honor no, looked like a right, PS4 right, game. Right. Medal, of, Medal of Honor looked like a PS4 game back in the day. Right. <laughs> like, whatever but, happened. But I'm just impressed by Battlefield's decisions to not only do this, but to do it in a way where they're like, yeah, we're taking it back, eat it. You know what I'm saying? Like, they don't care. And, and you know, Call of Duty a lot. I mean, I don't know if you noticed, but, you know, if you buy, if you pre-order Call of Duty, you get um, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 4 um, remastered, which is actually a really great game. Um, which actually, I, I would, that's one, one remaster I wouldn't mind playing. But the fact that you get that for pre-order and people are like, I still don't care. You're getting two games for one, and people still rather buy what it seems like to me right now, uh, Battlefield One. So, so this is, um, you know, this is this this could be the shooter game, man, like of the year. This could be like the shooter game of the year, hopefully. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yep, yep, definitely. All right. Um, next up is the trailer that me, Greg, were most excited for. This one. <laughs> This one brought this this almost brought a tear to my eye. This joke this this trailer was crazy. So let's set this whole scene up for you. Okay. This is what opened Sony's press conference. They were like, "Hey, we're here. We're here to talk about our new stuff." But before we get to that, just want to show you this game real quick. Not going to tell you what it is. We're just going to show you. Wait, 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 hang on, hang on. Go back to how it started. It it opened with an orchestra. They, they, just, they, right. they had an orchestra. I forgot. They had a the game music wasn't even ready yet. They had the orchestra playing the game for you. Oh, it was alright. So here's how it opens. Here's how the trailer opens. Because this we're about to do a whole breakdown for this one. Um so it opens up with this kid playing outside, just and it looks like it's set in order times. Little kids just playing around. And uh guy calls boy, boy getting here. And uh, calls him in, gives him his mother's knife, says they're going to go out go out hunting because he's hungry. Next thing you know, we see Kratos, the god of war, walk out of the shadows. That reveal, we're going to get into this debate later, but that one E3 for me. That, that alone <laughs> was amazing. I'm a big god of war fan, always have been. Me and my brother used to play that game. All, all We had all those games. <laughs> The PlayStation, the, the little PSP ones, <laughs> we had them all. That was our favorite series. So that that struck a chord in my heart when I saw that trailer to see that he's back 
and uh, and apparently set into uh, he'll be fighting the Norse gods this time. So that's something that they had said a while back that they wanted to delve into. And you guys got any thoughts on God of War? Yes, I'm definitely yeah, good, good, looking good. forward to seeing how this pans out because yeah. the the presentation drew me in. The nostalgia from thoroughly enjoying the previous games drew me in. And then to see that they are taking a new approach with them, the voice acting and everything was on point. The Plus. writing as far as how the scripted events play out and it seems like it's done organically to mm -hmm. further draw you in, it's it was extremely well done. I mean, he's yeah. immortal... So it would make sense for him to be in a new era at some point. Like he was shown angry the first three games, and now he's calmer. He's, like he's trying to hold it now. Right. Like it's hold like all right. So I'm glad he's in this space. Yeah. What's going to happen? happen. Is he going to show so, that he can completely control? I actually, it? I actually found out the details on the game, so I got the scoop on how this game's gonna go. So this game is going to run like uh, like The Last of Us, where it's going to be Kratos and his son, and you'll be able to control his son, but not in the way you control Kratos. And um, as you saw in the gameplay, it's it's dealing with how he's treating his son after becoming, you know, after those three games, he was dealing with his anger. And I think the developer said, with those first three games, we told the story of the Hulk. Now we're gonna first. Now we're gonna focus on a story about Bruce Banner, and this is him controlling that anger and showing that he can raise a son and trying to get him prepared for what's coming. And we don't know the whole story yet. And another cool thing about this game: this game will be single shot, no loading screens. That is pretty awesome. So it's gonna be this whole linear gameplay story. Is it Kratos dead? What'd you say? Is 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 it is it a uh... Kratos dead? No, he didn't die at the end of the game. In God of War 3, he basically got up and walked away. Because Kratos is a badass. <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not lying, am I, Greg? He no. basically got up and walked away from that fight with yeah. Zeus. <laughs> like, yeah. like it was nothing. After he destroyed the world. That's just Play how the third one. Kratos is. Play the third one, Jovan. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, gotta, you gotta at least play one of those games to get yeah. the feels that we, me and Greg got. <laughs> like, Seeing this trailer... I'm going back to play the third one. Yeah, like, so. I'm gonna... I have to buy a PS4 now. Like, I literally have to save up the buy one now. I need one. I need to play the remastered Grand, uh, God of War. Ah, brought back so many memories. Any of you guys get any... any, any anybody else here play God of War? Well, I, I, I told you guys, I've, I've never had a PlayStation. Yeah. So shoot me. So I, I never played the game, but I, I will tell you, <laughs> looking at that trailer... Like, for me, it, it was like watching a really good movie trailer. Like, I was like, yeah. I want to know the story about it. Like, for me, I, I wasn't even thinking about gameplay. I want to know what's going on, what's happening in this story, and I wanted to know more. And so it really pulled me in as someone new to the, 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 the series. I was like, wait. Goes back to that marketing thing. I can play this. Her. Now, am I going to buy a PS4 for this one game? Probably not. No. <laughs> but if I had a PS4, I would definitely get the game. Yeah. And just, just I'm excited to see and to know. I mean, I have, to, I have to go read like what's happening in the story, like what's going yeah. on, who is this boy, and what happened to his mother, you know, and like who are they gonna face now? Like what's happening? So for me, yeah. it really sucked me in in that way with, with with that that whole trailer for sure. And that's what we talked about earlier is about marketing and how you market your product. Mm -hmm. They, they Sony Santa Monica, they did it right. They. I, <laughs> There were a lot of. Let's not, I'm not just gonna, you know, ride them and say they were just the only ones that did that because Prey did it. There were a couple others. Dead Rising Four, they did it. They just know how to really. I think 
E3 this year was a great marketing experience because a lot of these games really changed my mind about a series that I thought was long gone and done for, like I would never play again. They changed my mind on a lot. Way better than last year, I'll tell you that. Way better than last year. Yeah. Way better. Anybody else have any God of War experience? Yeah, I mean, I've I've never actually played the games, but I've always had friends that have played the games, and they've told me about it, and I've always like tracked their gameplay and like different stuff like that. I take that back. I've played I played God of War two for a little. Thought the concept was interesting, but kind of like you said, um, they have always focused on the angriest side. So. One, that they took him out of Greece and brought him into this Nordic kind of Viking kind of world. I thought that was cool. And then he's, you know, a lot calmer. Like, I'm pretty familiar with their character, Kratos, just because, like, kind of like Christian was saying, the story his story is interesting. So I've always, like, followed God of War, at least for the story aspect of things. So I, I'm a big fan of mythology and that kind of thing. So especially Viking mythology. I watched this TV show Vikings on History Channel, catching up on Season 3. Uh, right now, and um, I just like that style. I like that environment and that culture, so I like that they're kind of pushing it in that, and I think it would be a good outlet and a good story for it. So, at least for the story's sake of the game, I'm excited for it, and, you know, even, I'm the type of person where if I never buy the game, I'll go online and just watch a storyline gameplay just to experience what happens to these characters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, before we move on, before we move on, let's give uh, Dini Tech a shout-out. Um... Javon, is this uh, the guy you were talking about in the, in the chat, right? Yep. All right, Dean Tech, we're giving you a shout-out. Check out his YouTube channel. Free promotion. You get on our podcast. That's what you get. You get promoted. <laughs> All right, <laughs> All right now go ahead, finish your point. Oh, no, I'm good, yeah. Yeah, you finish your point. <laughs> no, but um, yo, doesn't it feel like, like, this, like, like we're going to have some type of, like, death battle, like, Thor versus Kratos? Like, like. That's oh, yeah, and I hope Chris Hemsworth voices Thor, because I, I want the satisfaction <laughs> of destroying that bastard myself. But, but what I happens if, if he's like, no, he's like, but I'm not like regular Thor. I mean, like, I don't know where, here comes the Hulk, and they fuse together. I'm Super Hulk Thor, and, like, jack him up, like, what I, what I do? Too, much. Too much. Yeah, you, you yeah, went. He needs you to went. play Odin or somebody. Yeah, like, you, you, went, you, went, you, went, you went full retard, Devon. <laughs> <laughs> See, you never go full retard. You never go full retard. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, <laughs> now, this is something that Javon brought to my attention. Um, the Legend of Zelda is coming out with a new game, so Nintendo did do something good, I guess, this year. And it is called... It actually has a title now. It is called The Legend of Zelda, The Breath, Breath of the Wild. Javon, you want to talk to us about this yeah, elf named yeah. Zelda? I'm yeah, kidding. Man. I know. I know he's not Link. I know his name's Link. Don't. don't <laughs> right. uh, I know his name's Link. Boy. No. Yo. Real talk. Let me tell you something. Um. I. This game made me pick up. Uh. The Wind Waker. Uh. HD remake. Remake. For Wii U. Not because I don't play remakes. I do that. You know, that's not really me. Yeah, weren't you just against that? Yeah. Right, that's right. what I said. Right. I was like, huh. well, because it's the only Link. It's the newest Link game they have. So I was just like, whatever. It's the newest one, and the other one is for the is for the Wii. So I was just like, what's the point? Damn, that is that is break my own point earlier. You did. Damn it! I just said that. Hold on, I'm gonna go back. <laughs> man, that game was whack. Boo, say that. No, but, um, this. no, 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 no. Right, I know, but um, not because I picked it up because it's the remaster, but this is about the newest game they have. The, the game trailer was so good to me. As a hardcore Zelda fan, because 
wasn't really hardcore. I was a hardcore back in the day, Zelda fan. Like, remember the original black cartridge uh, Game Boy Pocket, you know, and and the old school uh, Nintendo Zelda. The gold like, Nintendo cartridge, man. The gold no, Nintendo. That was black. Was oh black? yes. Nah, I'm oh, man, gold. Oh wow, all right, gold one. And then I remember I got Ocarina of Time and the Seasons one. That those are dope. Like this one looks like. What's a game? It kind of looks like a cartoony version of like, maybe like some type of like. What's the little the game? An open world that kind of not like a Witcher three, but like a open world cartoony. Maybe. Zelda? I don't know. <laughs> I'm saying yeah, it's, like, Zelda. it's more yeah, Zelda. It looks like yeah. Zelda. Okay, yeah, it's like a it's like a Zelda game, but it looks <laughs> really good. But it, it looks really good. No, seriously, it's like I just never expected Zelda to be cool like this with the remaster. There's a lot of rumors about it. Um, I thought they were gonna beat the bush with like you know same old young Link saves Zelda and stuff. But he's like all older now. The Master Sword has been you know been retired. Triforce is all done. It's just like yo, what what are they gonna do? The storyline in, itself. You know, maybe we have a new a new antagonist now. Like, this can be huge. This can be really huge. Um, and I'm really excited for this because it comes for the it comes out for the Wii U. Because I'm not guaranteeing to buy an uh, NX. So the fact that this comes out for a console that I already own is really awesome. And you know, this is probably the best game Nintendo has right now coming out the pipeline, which doesn't really say much, but it's a good game nonetheless. Yeah. See, this is why I'm mad at Nintendo. Like, this is why I need them to put their games on other consoles. Because, again, like Jovan, I'm a Zelda fan from back in the day. I haven't played recently because I don't have Nintendo consoles, because why? But, like, just Zelda gameplay for me, just the adventure aspect of it, it's just, it's so engrossing. And it's just such a fun factor. Like, some some games are fun. Like, this is like a, like a pure, like, childhood, like, just fun game. And looking at it, I was like, I must play this. Like, I want to play this game so badly, but I'm not going to buy Wii U for it. Almost, am I persuaded. Almost? Hey, hey, look, Almost. hey, look. Would you buy it for a Scooby snack? No, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> would you buy it if it came bundled for $2.99? No, because, see, see for, for, for me, like, back back to the whole issue of, you know, all the, all the, the consoles and prices, I'm not going to have more than one console. Like, for me, like, it doesn't make sense to have more than one. And so the one I have is the one it's going to be. And I'm not going to buy this one for that game, that one for this game, this one for that game. And so I wish at some point I could just play the console I want with the games I want, which is not going to happen. But that's what PC is for. They got to have those exclusives, man. PC, man. (laughs) Yeah. So So we're going to get through these next three really fast. And I'm going to switch around the order a little bit. Um, the next one is the Ubisoft uh, revealed a new action sports game. Uh, it is called Steep. It's an open-world action game that lets you make your way down fierce mountain cliffs by skiing, snowboarding, paragliding, and throwing yourself headfirst in a death-defying wingsuit descent. Uh, the game, visually amazing. Everybody agree? Oh, yeah. yeah it looks, it looks I, I would definitely play that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'd play it at Walmart in the demo bin. I'm probably not. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not gonna buy that game, guys. <laughs> it's, no, it's, it's like Assassin's Creed for, for, for sports. Yeah, yeah sport. no, if, if you're, you're right. If it's for sports fanatics that enjoy sitting on their couch instead of going out and actually doing said sports. I guess. Boy, put them on flat, Mike. Let's go. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's uh, that's my opinion. I'm an idiot. 
don't listen to me. I'm just saying this wasn't as interesting to me. You guys thought it was interesting, apparently. I thought it looked good. That was it amazing. did look amazing. amazing. It's graphically amazing. There are other immersive games, and we'll get into that once we have our uh, closing segment. But yes. it's another more immersive game, in my opinion. Okay. Cool, cool. Uh, the next one I want to go over is that South Park released another one. Uh, it's called the Fra- uh, <clears throat> South Park, The Fractured But Whole. Um, last, uh, no, it was actually two years ago, South Park released an RPG game called Take My State Money. Truth. What'd you say? Take My Money. Yeah, right? <laughs> You're a big <laughs> fan, I know. So um, uh, The Stick of Truth was actually a really good game. It played out like an episode of South Park where you created your own character and you were the new kid on the block. And uh, this seems to be like your, I guess you're still your character. You can make him be who you ever want to be. But this one is not how the Stick of Truth was based in like, you know, they were playing a fantasy game. Now they're all playing uh, superhero characters. It seems really funny. The demo that they had was as funny as an episode of South Park. Uh, Stick of Truth was amazing. This game does look amazing. Anybody else agree? Disagree? Yeah, 10 out of 10, man. Listen, yeah, have you played Stick of Truth? It looks entertaining. It looks have, entertaining. Have, have you guys played Stick of Truth yet? Yeah, yeah, I actually have. A little bit, a little bit. Like, it's one of the only, it's like, if you ever play like a good Telltale game, you know, it's like, you know the games that are so good you're mad that you're playing it because you rather watch it? You know what I'm saying? Like, Sick of Truth is so good of a game. Just because of the dialogue and like the, Mm -hmm. you know, the actual in-game character voices and how things just transition, it feels like an episode of South Park. Of South Park, yeah. And that's that's what I love about their franchise lately. not, Not before, but you know. Lately, um, it it it, just, it is just first of all the the concept alone, like, you know, Batman v Superman, but it's in a Civil War way, which is DC v Marvel, and it's just it's hilarious how he, you know one of the parts in there where he was like, fine, go ahead. He, he was like, when you guys get started on your phase one, I'll already be in phase three. Like it it was just hilarious because it's like, dang, son, they went there. Yeah. Um, I yeah, this is gonna be and you know they they mentioned the fact that. You know that how Mar- Marvel was like, oh, you know, we're uh, what, what did they say? We're we're more diverse. He's like, you didn't have a black guy until the end, to the uh, end of season four or uh, <laughs> on phase four. Like, what are you talking about? It was just it was just hilarious. Oh my gosh! It's, so it's, it's, we can all expect the South Park's usual racy comedy. Yeah. Um, there was a part in the first stick of truth that made even me uncomfortable. So expect more of that with this game. <laughs> it should be fun, though. I, I, I'm, I'm excited for it to come out. Um, definitely not a day one buy for me, but I will be playing it. Um, yeah. And our last game reveal had to be one of the weirdest. Um, now I'm going to try to pronounce this guy's name one more time. Hideo Kojima <laughs> Hideo revealed Kojima. his new... Hideo Kojima. Hideo Kojima. There we go. Hideo Kojima. Uh, don't do that. <laughs> He's uh, the creator of Metal, the Metal Gear Solid series, and he uh, was also working on Silent Hills, like we stated before. And he and Normus Reedus, uh, Nor, Nor- oh, God, what's the guy's name? Norman Reedus. Norman. That one. <laughs> they, they're teaming up again for another game, and this had to be the most, the oddest trailer I've ever seen in my life. I'm pretty sure that guy loves Norman Reedus, like he's in love with Norman Reedus. Like it's apparent. It's not. It was. It was a very awkward trailer to watch. I didn't know what was going on. Do we know what yeah. it's about? I'm still not okay. No, nope. I, I don't <laughs> know what it was. We we don't know what it's about yet. It was. It's, it's definitely just a teaser trailer. Like to they, what? To what end? There, there was nothing. Teased. We don't know. It's basically. 
when when Hideo Kojima announced it and he, he came out on stage and showed it, he accomplished three major things. Like, okay, I've left Konami, but this is my project. I have Norman Reedus. It because looks I good. love him. It looks good. And you have no idea what story I'm about to drop on you in this good-looking teaser. You'll have to stay tuned. That's it. Yeah. So we have... So what we can gather right now is that that baby that he's holding is obviously Hideo Kojima's Norman Reedus baby. Oh. <laughs> That's all I can get from that. Trailer. I'm not sure it's even a baby oh, for real. I don't even know what that thing was because it did this, did it disappear. Yeah, and then, 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 then it's like for the trailer. It was a, it was a, it was a hallucination. Kind of like yeah. Yeah, I don't even understand. And it was oil dripping from his hands. He's something happened. Yeah, it's weird. Did any of you guys play the last Metal Gear Solid game that came out? Nope. Remember that one part where that girl just started dancing sensually for no good daggone reason? (laughs) Remember that bit? I I, want to make a a very strong point. Um, Uh, uh, That's why. um, When it comes to Metal Gear Solid, like, no, who who really gives a shit anymore? You know what I'm saying? Like, I do. Look, I mean, like, the why? Okay. Like, after the last game. Now, Hold on, is that, Metal is Gear Solid was, the recent one was an amazing game. The fan no, of the game. last one, the last that one that came out was, like a, was a 45 minute game. It what? was still an amazing game. <laughs> like, I don't, you're trying to bash a game that was amazing. <laughs> like, it, was, it wasn't amazing. Who buys a game that lasts, like, a little longer than Metal, I thought? Hold on, did you play the game? I played, I played the last, I have the last, the last uh, Metal Gear Solid. Did you play any prior games? You said what? Did you play any prior games? Come see what? Did you play uh, exactly. any games before? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> He's taking a series right. that he's so, no context in. All right. So, so let's move on so, before we get into another yeah, back and forth. before we get into an argument. Yeah. Listen, listen, listen. So, all right. Here we go. Two, I tried Mike's to move two. on. Here yeah, we, we go. Did. That's it. All right. All right, let's go. <laughs> all right, moving on. Um, all right, guys. Let's talk about the best of the rest. I want to get everybody. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> let's let's talk about any other games that you guys were excited about. My my one, my two. I have two. Uh, the Spider-Man PS4 reveal and the Dead yeah. Rising 4. Both of those looked amazing. That's yeah. my two cents. Go. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it was uh, definitely God of War. Definitely Dead Rising. Best of the rest, though. We already talked about God of War. You got to come up with something else. Oh, okay. All right, but so. The one that really caught my surprise was uh, this one during the uh, PS3 pre-show. It's called PS4. 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 Sorry, my bad. So during the uh, pre-show, they showed this one trailer from a giant squid called Abzu, I believe. Hmm. And it's an immersive experience. It's the epitome of an immersive experience. You're playing a diver, and there doesn't seem to be any source of conflict. It looks like you're only tasked to explore. And there's so many different types of aquatic life. I love the art style. It looks like you encounter an extremely wide array of marine life, and it looks great. So, yeah, it excited me and surprised me at the same time. You took mine, so I forgive you. Yes. Um, Nope. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) You got another one, Javon? Yeah, I do. Um, he actually had a backup plan just in case someone would take it. Like, damn you, Greg. But uh, <laughs> Crash Bandicoot. 
Okay. We well, you did it, say okay. that earlier. That we, 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 we didn't mention it. I'm going to talk about it. I'm going <laughs> to talk about it. Crash Bandicoot remake. Now, not because of <laughs> remake. Now, listen, this is not remake because it's, you know, mis- you know, we're just getting better, you know, graphics of a game. They're actually adding way more content to the games, and they're launching all three into one game. Crash Bandicoot. I'm, I'm down with you. New levels, new design, 3D world this time instead of a 2D platform, bro. This is this is to me. This is I'll buy a, I'll buy a PS4 to, right right now. I'm live on the stream. Just so I, <laughs> and pre-order Every, everybody in else in the world said God of War is going to make them buy a PS4. Javon saw one one right. panel of Crash Bandicoot. No, it wasn't even one screen. You know what I heard? You know what I heard? One screenshot of Crash Bandicoot and Skylanders was like, I'm going to get a PS4. Yo, no. You know what sold me? It wasn't until I saw the game. It was the the sound before the game, but when all you heard was doom, 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 doom. Oh, yeah. Like, yo, that right there. That, that, whoa. That that sold me. I was like, and it's weird how Sony did the nostalgia button right, and Nintendo keeps getting it wrong. It's not yeah, yeah, going back to the point we had it or had earlier, but I'm just saying it's weird how they they hit the right nostalgia button. Well, at least, at least you know, at least you got uh, you know Zelda. You know, yeah, we can get yeah, they, they did it with Zelda, so I'll give them that. Yeah. All right, Christian, do you have anyone? Uh, for me, even though I was confused by the gameplay that they showed. It's Final Fantasy 15. Like for me, just any new Final Fantasy, like I'm, da- I'm, I'm, I'm down for that. Like, please, right. more, more Final Fantasies, like forever. Let's keep them coming. Let's get like to 30, 40, 50. Just keep it coming. So for me, it was definitely Final Fantasy. It looked amazing. Again, the battle system looks interesting. Um, I kind of lean to like the more of the uh, turn-based, more turn-based than the real time for 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 Final Fantasy, but. You know, it looks good. Again, I couldn't tell what was happening in the gameplay video, um, but I'm definitely excited for that one for sure. 15 was a good one for me. A, a huge Final Fantasy fan already. So when I saw more footage from Final Fantasy 15, I was like, okay, I like that one. But again, absolutely took my took my pick. Now I have a question because <laughs> I know you guys are huge Final Fantasy fan. I only played, I think, 11. Whichever one was the one where I had theme song for uh, Wishes. Um, I was 13. 13, okay, so I played 13. Because um, that one came with my Xbox. It didn't come with it, but it was like one of the main games that popped up, and I was like, I bought it. But um, Not the ideal first experience. But yeah, that, well, no. yeah, but I mean, graphically, I liked it. It was a nice, it was a pretty game. Um, I'm not really a huge fan of the, turn, of the turn-based games, but I'm excited because you mentioned the fact that, um, you know, a couple times that Final Fantasy XIV is a really awesome game. Now, I'm wondering, is... Final Fantasy 15, the same game like, online-wise and everything, but just a newer version, or is this like? No, no. See, the thing is, with each Final Fantasy that that has its own like continuing number, it's a completely different universe. Mm-hmm. So there are sequels like uh, with 13, 13, 2, and so on, but Final Fantasy 10, 11, 12, 13, and 14, and so on. All completely different universes, so it's a totally different story and experience. All I have to say is, how about that flying car, though? <laughs> <laughs> that thing. Look, I wish they'd make those in real life. <laughs> All right, right. Um, we're working on one. Yeah, let's hope. All right, uh, last two. Oh, there he is. All right, cool. I, I didn't want to. Yeah, I'm there. back. All yeah. right, cool, great. Very good. <laughs> All right, did you have a game that we 
that you uh, want to talk about before we move on? Uh, no, uh, the only game that I uh, was thinking about was I'm excited. I like the first Injustice game, so Injustice Two looks good. Um, yeah. uh, okay. They kind of went over a little bit more details about it, but uh, that looks good. It looks exciting. It's fun. Looks like it's a fun fighting game. Mortal Kombat X reskin to me, but. Yeah, I mean that's all. <laughs> we'll that's all happens. it was ever going to be. Yeah, but, I mean, know, yeah, I mean the first the first Injustice was like that also. I mean, but there's still a great game, you know. Yeah, no, you're right. The first one was amazing. Let's hope they yeah, stop using. It's a simple using, fun game. Yeah, let's hope they stop using Superman as a plot device. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, all right. So before we end the night, I want to talk about what did you guys think of E3 2016? Good. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Yeah, thumbs, thumbs up. Yeah, thumbs up. Two thumbs yeah. up. Yeah. Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. All right. Yeah. She'll take unanimous. <laughs> That's a first. For what? Right. This is this is where we're all gonna get divided. Oh. Who who won E3 this year? Let's be honest. Who won? Give your honest Sony. opinion. Sony. Definitely. for yeah, me Sony, too. Sony for me. I, I, I think Microsoft. I think okay. yeah, Christian. I think Microsoft. Microsoft. Microsoft had had more hardware, um, just new new things to announce besides just games. Um, okay. Microsoft. Yeah, I'm I'm with Christian. It's Microsoft. They when it comes to hardware, like they they announce hardware. Everyone loves hardware. They announce games. They announce exclusive games. They announce different projects. They they are bringing in PC as a, as a whole. Vision with E3 is you know it's, it's like a developer conference. It's the vision of what's going forward with the company. They have more vision than everyone else. What it seems to me, um, they're, they're, the Xbox is still more of an entertainment system than a gaming machine compared to the PS4. But Microsoft killed it as a only developer as a as a manufacturer. Of, of of you know of consoles and now they produce their own games with the Halo series and stuff, you know they so, announced a lot. You're basically saying that they had a better vision than anybody else. Long term, they they showed their long term plan. Gotcha. And, and, All right. Great. Oh okay. All right, Gerald. Yeah, I would definitely say Sony. Um, just from Why? a game standpoint. Game uh, standpoint? mostly from just a game standpoint. I mean, uh, the Xbox Slim and some of the other stuff Microsoft is doing, of course, it's good. But just from simply looking at the type of games that I would personally play, Sony was pulling all the stuff that I would at least, you know, rent if not flat out buy up front. So, you know, I, I'm going to go with Sony on this one as well. All right, Greg, we better say this in unison. Ready? Let's just say why Sony won E3. On three. Ready? No, on three. Need it. Presentation alone, guys, you guys got to admit. Sony killed it this year. That was hot. That was hot. With that whole presentation. Yeah. So an orchestra and a game that we still don't know much about. You have no context because you've never played a God of War game. Get out of here. In all seriousness, no joke, I've watched practically every single like walkthrough. I like actually I actually enjoy the Lord. That's why I thought he was dead. Because the last time I watched it, he died. Um so I was just like, okay, there's no more God of Wars after this. And people were saying that was the last God of War. Well, no. So, he definitely uh, got up. If you stayed after the after credits, he got up and walked right off. He walked it off. That's what Kratos does. He's I'm just like, okay. I'm just saying. In all fairness, I think the game is going to be great. I think you guys deserve to enjoy that game for what it is. But to put down 
We're not putting down anything. Else. No, no, no. We're not putting don't, no, don't no, that's put down. But to raise that particular game higher as a whole conference, yeah. as a whole vision. Because like whole... I said, like we like in our discussion last night, the, the, the presentation alone hit it for us. Not only that, but that game holds a special place in me and Greg's hearts. So it, it's it's like that's another case of them hitting the nostalgia button in a good way. Where, like I told you guys last night, me and my brother bonded so much just over that game series alone. So that just brought up all those old old time feelings, and I was just like, "It's back!" Like me, I called my brother that night after that trailer out, and we just bugged out for at least thirty minutes. Like, oh my god, it's new God of War, it's coming back. And he was like, dude, when you get it, you have to have me over, we gotta play it together again. That's just not even, not even Sonic Adventure 3, if that would've been announced, I wouldn't still have that same well, feeling. Well, Sonic, Sonic sucks now, he's like a... Sonic, no, 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 Sonic does right. everything. They, they Sonic, 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 Sonic does everything. Sonic does Olympics, Sonic does K-Street, Sonic does pretty much anything. So does Mario, listen, but... You want to tell me right now, if they launched a Sonic Adventure 3, knowing how well both 1 and 2 did, you wouldn't be excited? Not really, no. Oh, my God. Man, <laughs> yo, we're going right, here. Um... Two Tech is done. We're disbanded. <laughs> All right, guys, we're like Team Rocket in, in, in Red and Blue, okay? We're done, son. All right. All right. Anybody have a – all right, so uh, before we get out of here, anybody have a Game of the Year choice this year for all the games that were released in 2016? Everybody just say one. Zelda. Um... Zelda for this year? Who said Zelda? Based off of E3 or just in general for the whole year? Uh, seeing as how you picked this topic, you, you'd be able to make that choice. I'll say... Anything that's been released in the year of 2016 are going to be released. Let's go that way. Overwatch. Okay, Overwatch. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It has to be yeah. Overwatch then. All right, Overwatch. Greg? I don't, I don't think it's going to be Overwatch, but there are so many choices, I don't know who's going to really take that one for me. Do you have a personal choice? It's just a personal no, I don't right now. <laughs> All right, Gerald. I'm not a big gamer, so I don't have a personal choice either. Okay, I'm gonna say Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles meets in Manhattan. Moving on. Uh, yeah, no, we both know right. that. Answer. We both know that. Answer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, thank you guys. Uh, that is the end of the podcast. Uh, we are three minutes over. Um, thank you guys for hanging with us, whoever watched. Um, and. Let's say our goodbyes, guys. Peace out for me. Bye. Catch us on Twitter. Later. Catch us on the YouTube. Catch us on the Google Plus. Welcome, Greg. I mean, Gerald. <sighs> thanks for coming on the podcast. Why do I keep getting your names mixed up? Maybe because yeah, they both start with G. Get some, yeah. get, some, get some names. All right, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll catch you guys next week. See you next time. Later. Later.